0: This is a business that has very low barrier to entry and I'm all about being proactive but you have to have to have some kind of level of expertise to get to that next step. That's why reality is most people in this business don't make money. Best
1: ever listeners before we get into today's episode I want to ask you do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to dot com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast, and we don't get into any fluff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. With us today, we have someone who completes five to 10 deals a week How you doing, Peter Vexelman?
0: Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Joe.
1: My pleasure, my friend. Nice to have you on the show. Peter is the owner of Real Estate Investing Academy, which is a one-year immersion into the real estate investing curriculum. Like I said, he's doing five to ten deals a week. He's got operations in six locations. He's based in Cumming. Georgia. And you can say hi to him at coachingbypeter.com. With that being said, Peter, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
0: Sure. I've been investing in the industry for about 15 years. I got the same heartbreak story everybody does. Got in, lost it all, and then made it all back and went beyond that. Very successful business for about 12 of those 15 years. All kinds of deals, houses, apartments, land, commercial deals, all kinds of techniques, strategies, Wholesale, retail, buy and hold wraps, lease options, creative stuff, buy, fix, and sell, you name it, I did it. And I've been running with a very consistent model now for a number of years since the crash of the market. And got a good size operation. Got about 20, 25 people that work for me here. We're just hitting it out of the park in multiple states. Really the uniqueness to my model now is that I've actually combined my investment company with a traditional real estate company. I also have 35 retail agents that work for us. And that's really how we go to the market now, through a consultative approach. If we can't buy it, we'll list it. And that's done just extremely well for us. Not just on the investor side, doing upwards of 10 deals a week, but on the retail side, just in the last five or six months, my agents have put over 200 listings on the board. We brought on 35 brand new agents in that timeframe. We're one of the fastest growing real estate teams in Southeast US and maybe even the country. So things are going okay.
1: Yeah. You gave me so much to ask you about, so I appreciate that. Okay. I want to first ask about your statement of you lost it all and then got it back. What were the lessons learned from losing it all?
0: Well, a couple lessons. Number one, that real estate is just a, a business of decision making. Do I hire this guy or do I hire that guy? Do I offer this? Do I offer that? Do I work with this realtor? Do I work with that realtor? Do I invest in this neighborhood? Do I invest in that neighborhood? And really- you have to know a lot of answers before you just you know, haphazardly get in this business. And I came out of a similar industry, mobile homes, and I thought just, well, I did mobile homes and real estate should be the same thing. And it really wasn't. And so the mistake I made there is I just started making decisions off the cuff. I didn't have anyone to run them by. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anyone really more successful than myself. And literally in the first five, six months in this business, every decision I made, you could just categorize as the wrong decision bought in the wrong areas, paid the wrong prices, had the wrong contractors, hired the wrong realtors, worked with the wrong money people. The big takeaways: you have to know how to make decisions in this business. And they change on a daily basis. There is no that one blue map in this business that everything is the same for every single person.
1: That's a good segue into the other question I had. You have done, as you said, mobile homes, houses, apartments, lands, commercial deals, and you've acquired them in a number of ways. What are you doing right now? What are you acquiring and why did you choose to do that versus the other stuff that you have done in the past?
0: If you're referring to the new model that we're running with, yeah. here's the thing. The way we used to do business, we'd have five to six hundred sellers a day just out of my office calling us looking to sell properties. And so what i developed over many years in this business, a very proficient marketing system. We could blow up our phones. The problem is I had people negotiating all my deals on the phone. And you and I both know, anybody listening to this knows, that you're always better off face-to-face with people. Back then, when you have 600 sellers that are calling you, I couldn't hire 600 reps to go to the market and meet them in their living rooms. Well, I was building this business strictly off sheer force, just the numbers worked, And when 600 people a day call you out of one market, you know, at least two or three of them are going to give you their houses for nothing. But I was inefficient. So one of the things that the model allows us to do, because what we're doing now is we're utilizing real estate agents to go inside people's homes. So now when sellers are calling us, our efficiency goes up because we're giving them basically a consultative approach. We tell them there's a number of things we do here. One, we could buy your property right there in a spot. If that doesn't work, we could help you sell it. So, that consultive approach gives us the ability to get into a lot more people's doors. When you just go in, I'm a real estate agent and I'm the best and I'm the greatest. Well, the seller hears that all the time. When you go in, hey, I'm an investor and I want to buy your property 50 cents in a dollar. Well, the sellers get scared by that. But when you go in with that all encompassing approach, we know we could help you. We have options here. And you, Mr. Consumer, you, Mr. Seller, are going to be in charge of those options but one way or another we can help you so this whole change going from a one-dimensional approach of just let us list it or just let us sell it with an all-encompassing approach has been a game changer we're seeing a ton more people my people are sitting across people's kitchen tables figuring out talking about their life and circumstances and what's working for them what's not working for them it is a result of that my investment business literally tripled the numbers when I was able to get people inside people's houses and my retail business which is really almost non-existent before absolutely went through the roof also this approach has helped us on the retail side because now when we're recruiting real estate agents we're not just another team that is the best team in the world and you should work for us just because we are who we are now we have the ability to recruit some of the top agents in the marketplace or any marketplace we enter Because guess what we have now? We have seller appointments. It doesn't get any better now in this business. So from the retail side, we're offering a tremendous value to the broker, to the team leader, which is us, in terms of recruiting some of the top agents. And from the consumer end, we're adding value by not going in from a one-dimensional approach but from a multi-dimensional consultative approach. So it's just a total game changer with this model.
1: And with the consultative approach, your agent has – two options? One is to buy it or one is to list it, or are there other options that I'm No, that's
0: it. That's the only option. Because look, the seller wants one thing. They want that property gone. We know that the seller wants that property gone. And we have the ability to make that property gone, either by us buying it or by us listing it. That's really the only two options sellers ever have, right? You're going to sell it through a realtor or you're going to sell it through an investor. We offer both. And that's why we're just like, Expanding, growing this model all over the United States.
1: How does the agent get compensated on those two options?
0: If it's a cash purchase from the investor side, they have a quick meeting with the seller. They do a regular purchase and sale agreement if the price is agreed upon, and then we pay them a quick commission that week. In our market here in Atlanta, we pay $1,000 for that, and some other markets I'm in with some other partners. It really depends on the market. If that doesn't happen and they flip it in the conventional listing, then you just get a regular real estate commission when the property sells.
1: Do you, as a business person, have a preference for which direction they go? Sure. From my end, I'm an
0: investor. I want investment deals. But the incentive on the investor side for them is we pay them that same week commissions. As soon as they bring that contracts in, we pay them a portion of the commission. And then when I buy the property a couple weeks down the road, they get another portion. So basically it's a quick way for them to make quick money. They have a 15, 20-minute meeting, the seller agrees to a price, they sign a contract, they bring the contract back to us, and boom, they're done out of the picture, and they make themselves a quick cash. the retail side, they can make, obviously, more, but it's a more drawn-out process, longer process, not a guaranteed process, and things like that.
1: And when you buy that property, let's say it's a buy-it option, when you buy it, what do you do with it?
0: In my model, what I do is I cherry-pick the best deals for myself maybe buy, fix, and sell them or whatever, and then we wholesale the rest to investors all over the world.
1: Okay. Does that same agent, if you buy, fix, and sell, are they the person who's listing it on the back end?
0: Not in my model. Again, when we expand this model with partners across the United States, We kind of work with those partners and let them determine what's the best scenario for them. In my Atlanta model, I actually have one specific agent I put on those properties. Again, that's just how it works here for me. It's somebody I have a comfort level with. They know my inventory. They know how to price my stuff and things like that. But it could be done in a variety of ways.
1: I noticed that you didn't mention you buy and you hold it. So do you not do buy and holds?
0: You know, I used to. I used to have up to 405 doors. And to this day, I tell people the worst hour of my week was meeting with my property management team because there was never good news about nothing or anyone. So no, at this point in my world, and I got rid of all those, I've liquidated. At this point in my world, I'm what's called a short-term investor. You know, If I'm into a deal for eight or nine months, that's kind of a long-term play for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And what is the end game for you if you're not buying and holding real estate?
0: I don't have an end game. I want to grow, I want to expand. I don't see myself ending anything when things are going well and the model obviously generates a tremendous amount of liquidity and capital. So, I don't have an end game. People mentioned this is a very sellable model and all that. Honestly, I do not have an end game. I just love doing what I'm doing. If tomorrow somebody gave me a trillion dollars, I'd do the exact same thing the day after. But make no mistake about it, it is an absolute model we have. It's a working, functioning, operating business model that runs like a machine.
1: What is your primary challenge with your business?
0: I believe so wholeheartedly in this model, this consultative approach. Again, adding value to the team leaders, to the brokers, adding value to consumers. I really feel like this is going to sweep the nation. This is how many people are going to be doing business going forward. Because that you have to learn how to differentiate yourself. You have to do things that others are not doing. So I feel passionately that, that this model, once more people understand it and hear about it and it clicks, this is going to be as common as retailing or wholesaling or any other strategy out there. Some of my biggest challenges right now is just we're expanding this model across the United States and we're partnering with people. We're partnering with team leaders. We're partnering with brokers. We're partnering with successful investors in different markets. And we're just blowing it out of the water with that. I don't know if it's a challenge, but I guess my only challenge is finding the right partners to expand with. We're doing great right now. We're in several markets. We're killing it in these markets. And I want to do it more, and I want to do it bigger, and I want to champion the cause that this model is all about.
1: What's one aspect of your current model that you've had to change? And if you hadn't changed that, then you wouldn't be achieving the level that you're currently achieving.
0: The current model, the way we set it up initially, and there's been a lot of tinkering for us to really narrow down, the way the model was set up initially is when the initial seller calls came in, all of them were put into appointment mode to just get the agent out there. Well, what we changed a little while back is sometimes the sellers call and they reveal the answer to us. There's no reason to take them to a consultative approach. It's kind of like, yeah, my property's worth 200000 I want 50000 for it. Can you buy it? Well, that used to go into again. Let's get an agent out there. Is gonna now we're just boom. Get under contract. Get the deal done, and that. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big, big change in this model to have the right frontline callers to be able to anticipate when that happens and recognize the right situations and put the deals together right there in a the spot.
1: How are you generating the lead for the sellers?
0: We do everything everybody else does. There are no secrets in real estate. We just do it at a much higher level. So we do the same thing, Joe. We do direct mail, except our direct mail gets 20% response. We do web-based advertising, except our web-based advertising gets higher. So my real strength, aside from being an investor, is being a very good marketer. And so again, we're doing everything else does. We just do it at a very, very high level.
1: What is the key to having direct mail that generates a 20% response?
0: The right message. Our message is a very call-to-action kind of message, whereas a lot of people go in with this. I want the perfect call, I want the perfect client. I want to qualify, 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 you know, I want to have that perfect funnel. I think that's a very bad way of marketing. I want everybody that owns a piece of property, I want them to call us, I want our people to talk to them. Because the problem with over-qualifying, let's say in the direct response world, is you're always going to get the, you're going to get good quality, you're going to get awful quantity. And if you get good quality and you get awful quantity, guess what, you have to do it over and over and over and over and over again. Whereas in my world, I'm all about the quantity, 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 because when I'm getting quantity, I'm also getting the good quality. But I'm also getting the guy that doesn't want to sell today, but he wants to sell six months from now. And if we stay in touch with him and we do the right things for him, when he's ready to sell, he's going to sell with us. Or he's going to either sell to me or he's going to list with us. Call to the actions very strong. Call, call, call. Get a hold of us, get a hold of us. We got an urgent information about your property, things like that.
1: What's your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: best real estate advice ever is the thing that we talked about when we started, the mistakes I made. you got to know what you're doing in this business. This is a business that has very, very low barrier to entry, just like some other things, like investing in stocks and bonds. Every Tom, Dick and Harry can jump in, and I'm all about being proactive. I'm all about taking action, but you have to have to have some kind of level of expertise to get to that next step. That's why reality is, and you and I both know, most people in this business don't make money. It's one of those things, everybody's in it, but very few people make money, and it's just that not understanding of what you really have to do to become successful.
1: You ready for the best ever lightning round? Talk to me. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Is a hard money loan right for you? Paces Funding is a private hard money lender with the fastest closings in the industry. Now lending in Florida, discover the Paces Funding difference today at pacesfunding.com. That's dot com. Best ever book you've read? They can grow rich. Best ever personal growth experience. What'd you learn from it?
0: Sometimes it's okay to quit.
1: What's the example?
0: When the market crashed, I was too cocky, too arrogant to get out in time. If I would have gotten out, I would have saved myself and my family a lot of heartaches. But I stayed in because I was too cocky and too arrogant, and it really is. I hate to say it, because I still am a little bit like that. Sometimes it's okay to walk away in life.
1: Is there an indicator that you would now look for in order to determine when to cut bait?
0: Yeah, when you start losing a lot of money.
1: (laughs) That's a good indicator. What's the best ever deal you've done?
0: Condo conversion I did in downtown Atlanta. It became a marquee project, got a lot of press, got a lot of publicity. Uh, we actually blew out downstairs nine feet into the ground, something that's never been done like that here before. I did it at the right time with the right people and just hit it out of the ballpark.
1: And why don't you do more condo conversions if that was the best ever deal you've done?
0: It was a fad here in Atlanta. It swept through for about two, three years and then just won the gig anymore. The consumers had enough of it and they just the market for it died.
1: What's the best ever way you like to give back?
0: Time with my family. I think my number one thing I have to give back to is my family. And so I spent a tremendous amount of time on ball fields and on boats with them and our lake houses and stuff like that.
1: What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate?
0: Probably because of me and my personality having the wrong partner. That cost me probably not only financially but probably years of growth.
1: How do you qualify the partner or what would you ask now when qualifying a partner?
0: I don't have any more partners
1: just abandon it completely. Yeah.
0: Recognize things you're good at and recognize things you're not.
1: Is there a question that you could have asked at the beginning of that relationship that would have disqualified it? Are you lazy? (laughs) What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you?
0: Really right now, it's this model I was telling you about, the investor side and the realtor side. We call it trifecta. So if anybody potentially wants to apply to be one of our trifecta partners, you got to be already a savvy investor or a savvy real estate dude who's already hidden out of the park in the retail side or a combination thereof. Right now, I'm actually talking to potential partners myself. So you want to text to my phone number 404-915-9685, the word trifecta, and just text me a little bit about what you're doing, how your business model looks like. So it's 404 404- and the word's trifecta.
1: Well, Peter, thanks for sharing your new business model. Thanks for sharing about what you've learned over the years, the lessons of decision-making. I love the quote, real estate is a business of decision-making. Very, very true. There's so many decisions that we make on any one deal that have direct implications to the bottom line. Talking about how your team takes a consultative approach where they come in and they either buy it or they list it and how you've improved that over the course of your company's existence, where initially you'd always have someone on the ground talking to them, but now you can screen it a little bit. And if they want to go to a wholesale deal immediately or that you want to go buy it immediately, then you don't waste time in having that initial meeting. So thanks again for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners. And we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Is a hard money loan right for you? Paces Funding is a private hard money lender with the fastest closings in the industry. Now lending in Florida, discover the Paces Funding difference today at PacesFunding.com. That's P-A-C-E-S-F-U-N-D-I-N-G.com.